Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Journey to Healing Podcast. I am your podcast host, Karan Aubrey, and this will be the final episode of season one. I decided to title this particular episode, I Forgive You. And the reason being is because I had a lot of feedback, a lot of messages in regards to uh, the two previous podcasts that I discussed on forgiveness. And so I decided to end this on a really good note, actually, and they all were good to me. So I hope that you were blessed also on forgiveness since so many people have questions about forgiveness. And I understand why, because that's one of the hardest things that we can do as people is to forgive someone. But I think it's a lot easier when you understand the pain that you've gone through is for a purpose, but you must first understand the purpose behind the pain that you've gone through. And once you, you know, understand that, and sometimes it, it takes a while for you to get there, then you can get to the point where you can be able to forgive someone. So today I want to talk to you about the story of Joseph, which begins in the chapter in Genesis chapter 37. The Bible tells us that Joseph was the favorite of his father, Jacob more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to Jacob at such an old age. And I'm going to kind of fast forward a little bit. Um, Jacob made Joseph this really colorful, ornate robe for him. And Joseph's brothers were not happy about the fact that their father favored him and they deeply resented Joseph. Genesis 34 says, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. And it didn't help that Joseph began sharing his prophetic dreams to his family, which showed him one day would be ruling over his family. The brothers disliked the dream so much that they plotted to kill him in the wilderness. One of the brothers, Reuben, objected to murder, but suggested that they threw him into a cistrine. A cistrine is like, um, how can I say what a cistrine is? Cistrine is an underground tank that actually holds water. So the, when the brother decided, Reuben decided, and I objected against the murder, he suggested that they would throw him into the cistrine as he was planning to come back to rescue him. But before he could return for his brother, some merchants were passing by and suggested they sell him into slavery. The brothers tell their father that he was torn up by animals and showed his bloody coat that the father had made for Joseph to prove that he was dead. But while in slavery, Joseph is falsely accused of rape. While he's in jail, he meets a few people who also served Pharaoh. They begin to share their dreams with Joseph and he interprets them. Those dreams go exactly 
as Joseph had predicted. Joseph then interprets Pharaoh's dream. And because of his prophetic ability, Joseph is made second in command of Egypt. Second in command. Joseph is shown by God that there will be seven good years and seven years of famine. As a result of this, Joseph starts up a governmental food bank. So when the famine comes, as Joseph predicted, Joseph's brothers come to Egypt to buy grain. (laughs) It is then that he encounters his brothers again. But now the brothers are remorseful and along with their father, here they come. So after all the things the brothers did, many would expect Joseph to hate them and want to inflict pain on them or at least, you know, cast them aside. However, he doesn't respond this way. My God. Which would be the normal thing to do for most of us. You would want to see this person harmed because of what they've done to you. But Joseph sees their change of heart like God sees our change of heart and shows them forgiveness like God shows us forgiveness when we have a change of heart and we show consistency and don't keep committing the same act over and over again. And even and I take that back, even when we commit the same act, God still forgives us over and over again. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In fact, he even tells them not to be angry with themselves for what they've done to him and saying that God had sent him to Egypt in order to preserve them. In your spare time, if you could read, um, go to the book of Genesis in chapter 45. And in your time of devotion, I want you to read that and go on further through the book of Exodus and read where it talks about God's forgiveness towards us. But anyway, so to me, this was just like, this was like really incredible. I'm going to give you some takeaways with this. Some powerful lessons from Joseph on forgiveness. There is a purpose, like I said earlier, behind our sufferings. Often, we don't know why we experience some of the hardships we do until we go through them. It is, it isn't until we're on the other side of the suffering that we see the true purpose behind it. This is exactly what happened to Joseph. It wasn't until he was toward the end of his life that he was able to see that God used his suffering so that he could help many others. When we take the time to trust that God is using the pain we're experiencing for good. We know that God is working for the better in our lives and we can learn to forgive those who have hurt us. The Bible tells us that everything that we go through that is bad, God is always working it out for our good. The second part of this is forgiveness is a big part of God's plan. When Joseph finally saw his brothers again, much had changed in his life. 
so, so much so that they didn't even recognize him. He was second in command in Egypt and they were in need of food. Oh my God. We see his dreams becoming a reality when his brothers bowed down to him in respect. Many would have chosen revenge in this situation, but Joseph chose the opposite. He did this because God planted forgiveness in his heart. His brothers plotted to kill him, to put him into slavery. And what did Joseph do? He forgave them. On top of choosing forgiveness, he received his entire family with love. This was always a part of God's plan. His brothers likely couldn't have predicted this outcome. This just shows how incredible God is and how impactful choosing forgiveness can be. I'm trying to uh, reframe from crying um, because we've all been there. We've all been hurt at some point in our lives. And once you hear the story of Joseph and you read in the book of Exodus on how God forgives us in spite of the things that we do and no matter who we are, how many times he forgive us and how loving and how kind he is, it changed my whole perspective. And I hope it does the same thing for you. And last but not least, it's never too late to forgive. It's never too late to forgive. Again, Joseph encounters his brothers again later in his life. And at this point in his life, he is truly able to see God at work, especially in his family's life. When he reveals his identity to his brothers, Joseph spoke of, of their sin like this. This is what he said. Do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. It was not you who sent me here, but God. That's in Genesis chapter 45, verses eight through, uh, five through eight. After this, Joseph reassures his brothers, offering them forgiveness, saying, you intended to harm me, mm -mm -mm. but God intended it for good. In Genesis 50, verse 20, God's plan was already in place. Joseph, Joseph and his brothers had all aged and been through many of their own physical and emotional hardships. But it still wasn't too late for Joseph to offer them forgiveness. Forgiveness is difficult. It is probably one of the hardest actions we can perform, especially when we've been hurt deeply by those who you love. Joseph loved his family, but jealousy, hate, and envy initially got in the way for his brothers. Even through all of that he went through, he still forgave them. We all struggle with forgiveness at some point in our lives, but holding on to anger, resentment, and thoughts of revenge 
only cause suffering. When we do this, we become, we become both the prisoner and the jailer. The truth is forgiveness is for our own growth and happiness. Forgiveness helps us to remove the pain from our hearts. Forgiveness also allows us to move on without anger, contempt, or to seek revenge. There are times when we don't feel like forgiving, but the truth is we can't move forward in our lives, especially as Christians, if we are unwilling to forgive. If we call on God to forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, we know that forgiveness is key. I pray that these words have blessed you. You may not have gone through exactly what Joseph went through, but I think you get what I'm trying to say, and I used a true story at at its worst that his brothers plotted to kill him, told his father that he was dead. He was second in command. He ended up saving them in the end. Be very careful what you do. Be careful what you say. We think we have tomorrow to say, I forgive you. Time is not on anybody's side. And if 2020 has not shown us that, then I don't know what will show you that. We have experienced famine in the land. Like never before, we've experienced fires and earthquakes and storms and hurricanes like never before. So this is the season that you go to your loved ones and you ask for forgiveness. Please, I admonish you to please do that. The Bible says that if we will humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways, then he shall heal our land. Then and only then will he heal our land. It is very vital that we go to our loved ones and ask for forgiveness. That means more than anything. And, and, and also, and asking for, for forgiveness, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in relational sh- relationships with these people like constantly, every day, all the time. I understand that it's a process, but the, this, that's the difference between us. God doesn't put stipulations on that. That's why I said, I want you to go to the book of Exodus and read that. He didn't say, because the person did this to you today, 
I want you to wait to see if they change. Give some time. You have to wait two years or three years or four years to make sure they're consistent in their behavior. The Lord didn't say that with us. He said, Quran, you committed this sin today and you repented today, five seconds later, and I forgive you. And you committed that sin again and I forgive you. But the key thing is how much time do we have? How much time do we have to get this right? Make it right today with your loved one. I love you. You are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much again for your support, for your love, for tuning in to Journey to Healing podcast. I have so many exciting things coming up for season two. My upcoming guest for the first episode of season two is going to be on fire. It is going to be absolutely amazing. I'm really, really exciting. Stay tuned on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter for the updates. I love you. Be blessed. Be safe. Wear your mask. Happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. Also, thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to, um, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person that's under the sound of my voice, I thank you right now for this word that has gone forth. I pray right now that each and every person comes to you humbly, asking for repentance first for themselves, O oh God. And I pray right now that they will go to their loved ones, whether it be a friend, whether it be a coworker, an acquaintance, or someone that they have wronged, and that they sincerely go to them and ask for forgiveness. I understand your pain, and God understands your pain, but this is far more greater than the pain. God has something so great and marvelous and special for you. And so I hope that you hear me and I hope that you continue to seek God's face. God, continue to keep your hand on your people. I pray right now for encouragement. I pray for wisdom. I pray for direction in the name of Jesus. I pray right now that your cups are running over with an abundance of love that you feel no slack in that department. And the more you seek God, the more your heart will be filled with love. I pray that all of us are really made in your image, that we really look like you, that we don't just act like you, that we are the people that we say we are. And Father, for those who are non-believers, I pray right now a spirit of salvation would be released upon them, that they would surrender their lives to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you, we honor you, and we thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the ability to speak to your people. I thank you for the growth that you've given me, God. 
I come against the spirit of fear and doubt for those who want to be entrepreneurs right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you begin to step out on faith right now. I encourage you that even in this pandemic, if the Lord said so, it is so. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I love you. Be blessed.